RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Tuesday night live stream. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and also finding out what have you guys been keeping an eye on. A lot of stories in the new verse touching on, so we're going to do that tonight. So welcome to live stream. My name is Mike, the host. And if we have any new viewers out there, I want to welcome you to the community. And also give, uh, give, give yourself a shout out. Let me know where you're watching from. We'd love to acknowledge your presence uh directly so in the chat go ahead and put twitch name out there and where you're located at we'll love to acknowledge your presence and then when the phone lines open up 313-462-0027 is the number where you can let your voice be heard all right so let's dive in want to uh basically share with you maybe three or four different subjects a lot of graphs due to the fact that it looks like on twitter or pretty much on in the in the social media sphere uh, the subject line of inflation seems to be trendy. So a lot of people are you know, concerned. But yet, <sighs> to be honest with you, I think it's more hype than anything, because you got to look at the narrative, I believe. And given the fact that there's so many events happening around us, I know that those that are trying to orchestrate this entire experience, they would rather have they will rather provide five or six or seven different headline stories that can that they can interchange every day to keep our attention diverted off the ultimate agenda, which happens to be with the global COVID vaccination process. And so I, I'm not too I'm not sold on this inflation aspect, even though I know the money monetary base has expanded, you know, exponentially, yada yada yada. But yet, confidence still remains in the dollar. So therefore, the price of goods can go up. But yet, as long as people, the majority of people are asleep at the wheel and don't realize what's really going on, the purchasing power of the dollar still will remain for a little bit longer. So I think because we have the reserve currency, we're still going to have a lot, not a lot, but more time on our hands. So I don't really take uh, too much into this inflation aspect just because we're not just there. We're not there just yet to where the, the average person is really talking about it. But anyway, I'm going to get into that more. Welcome to the live stream. Let me acknowledge a couple people for taking time to join us. Then I'm going to do a little maintenance on my side and then jump into some articles, some graphs, and then open the phone lines uh, and let you guys hear, you know, let your voice be heard. So we got uh, Elias Jones tuning in. I appreciate you. Uh, we got New Church of Philadelphia with Dubs tuning in. <laughs> we got Ed. We got the DC Precise. We got Tom. We got an alternative. All right. We got Broad Light Broken in the building. We got Dude Boy. We got Jay. Uh, we have, let me keep it going. We got Todd here. We got King D. We got James. Okay. I said that Shane over at, uh, over on Facebook checking in. Appreciate you, Shane. Uh, Gene, uh, we got natural mother, natural mama. I'm sorry. We got Jojo. We got Greg Ale from Ontario, Canada. What's up in Ontario, Greg? Let us know what's going on. Shane is checking in from coastal plains of Georgia. We got Daryl Calhoun joining us. We got Samuel from Rochester, New York. All right, we got a nice lot of a nice amount of people here, man. Appreciate you for blessing me with your presence. It's always good to be able to connect with like-minded individuals. Uh, Calderon two o nine one said, and this I just throw this out there just because I think a lot of people might have thoughts on that. So feel free to chime in and uh, give your response to Mister Calderon. Uh, but it says, should we hold cryptos? What do y'all think? And so for those, uh, everybody pretty much knows my st stance. I'm a skeptic. But I also dip and dabble. I'm not one of those people that's going to sit out there and bet the farm on it just because it's unknown. It's untested. You know, this this particular new currency in the form of the digital asset space has never been tested with a depression or a great reset. And you know, as far as a globally systemic event that uh, is underway now. So 
Uh, it's yet to be tested up to that point to where I don't feel comfortable putting everything in it. But of course, I do speculate and play with it because it is not going anywhere. It's going to be utilized and it's a part of the globalist agenda. So uh, you know, basically speculate at your own risk. Everybody know their, their risk tolerance, hopefully. And so it does. And that's another thing. It doesn't take much to preserve and then probably profit along the way because we're nowhere near the destruction of the Federal Reserve, no, a.k.a. the dollar just yet. So as the dollar is destroyed, everything that's li labeled literally scarce will probably go up in nominal price terms. So uh, it won't hurt, I believe, to hold some in your bag. But that's just me. Anyway, so feel free to chime in. Let's let them know your thoughts. And so let me uh, just do a little maintenance on my side here and jump right into it. Share my two cents. Open the phone lines. I want to get I want to get to more calls sooner. And so I realize I do a good job of ranting to myself a lot. <laughs> so I want to cut back on that. So let me try to be more precise with what, what I'm trying to get to. So anyway, let's dive in. So for those that are new to the channel, I want to make sure you guys know uh, RethinkingTheDollar.com is the home base. Make sure you guys check out there throughout the day. Articles go up there. Videos go up there. You name it. And of course, everything related to cryptos, gold, silver is there. And then, of course, at the very bottom, I put my videos as well as recommended videos. And for those that might be new, I want to encourage you to my five methods to unplug from the matrix from a financial standpoint, at least it has to do with awakening, awareness, analyze, acting and then assembling, which is what we're doing right now via YouTube. And hopefully one day we'll be able to gather in the same building or same environment just so we can hang out a little bit. But until then, we got to do with the Internet. But the most important one is the awakening period, realizing there's some things about your currency you may not know. Ten questions here that provides an opportunity to test and see what your dollar IQ is. If you're interested, take it. I encourage you share the link with your family, and friends, give them a chance as well. Hopefully it wakes them up to what's going on and they decide to unplug as well. And then also tomorrow night, 930 PM, we will not be live streaming because we have some off air hangouts via zoom. So if anybody will connect with the community off air, hang out, do some face to face, just let it, let it all rant. We, we spend more time on those than we do on these just because it's more laid back and more people are able to, release some a little pent up energy and pent up anger off uh and in the community so if you guys are interested become a member of the patreon gang and you can join us tomorrow night via 9 30 you get a link from me and you can plug in and basically help me co-host for the most part all right for those that are new i want to make sure you know where rtd rethinking dollar can be found anywhere on the internet social media tab beneath this uh, video here telegram we got the podcast facebook twitter parlor rumble library bit you name it you can find it if you want it and then also I want to make sure you guys are aware of the fact that the RTD can also send you a week's notice of everything as far as live streams via email if you are interested. So the link to that is below as well. So connect with us there. So, all right, let's dive right in. Okay, so the, the, the primary subject matter happens to be in regards to inflation. And so, of course, the mainstream narrative is, I guess, uh, we, we've reached a, what looks like, you know, 5.4% according to what we're being told, but everybody knows that's a damn lie because when you remove food, energy, and all the most important uh, essentials to life out of that calculation, there's nowhere, there's no way in the world that you can come up with such a low figure. And of course, we all know the, the stats have been doctored up. And so the best way to probably get a more accurate pulse is to listen to the alternative media. And of course, John Williams and Status Shats do a good job of giving us the, the real nitty gritty. And of course, according to him, it's closer to 10% uh, on average, but yet, once again, it's all subject to different sectors uh, when you're measuring that uh, that number that a CPI. But I want to bring out to your attention something that I've been talking about for quite some time now. And let me pull it up here. And so let me throw this on the screen here. So here's an interesting article here 
that I think uh, gives people a, a, a little bit of a different spin because I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, right now on Twitter, inflation is trending. So everybody, economists, you know, you name it, news pundit, they are talking about inflation based upon that number of 5.4. And of course, uh, that is higher than it has been in the past, even from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, but it's not trustworthy and it's definitely not accurate. And so the best way to look at it, I think, is is the actual price of goods and services actually going up or should we look at from the standpoint that our ability to purchase certain goods cost more or another way to put it the current amount of currency you have purchases that same good or service it, it requires more units to actually purchase that inflation you know what i'm saying and so here's something i wanted to remind you guys of of course you guys are well aware but a lot, a lot, a lot more people might be new so they might not know but here's just some different ways of looking at it so here's an article here uh from mr wolf richter that uh, came out in response to today's news but it says while the fed fiddles the dollar burns dollars purchasing power plunged at the fastest pace since 1982 and so <laughs> I, I like this narrative better because this is what's realistic in the fact that not, you know, it's not about the CPI, the inflation number they've ga given us. It's actually the de decrease in the purchasing power of the units we actually have in our possession right now. And of course, the lack of purchasing power we're going to have in the future. But I think he did a good job of just basically giving it a different spin that, of course, you'll never hear from this particular angle from the mainstream news sources. But to give you an idea here, I'll just let you just give you some here. It says the CPI tracks the loss of purchasing power of the consumer dollar, everything denominated in dollars for consumers, including what they can buy with their labor. And this dollar has dropped at a rate of 10.7 percent over the past three months annualized the fastest drop since 19 since june 1982 and so when you look think about it from that standpoint there that 5.4 percent you know cpi is, is it pales in comparison to what you've actually lost in your ability to purchase the same goods and services that they're that they're measuring so here's a little visual aid here it says purchasing power of the consumer dollar and this goes back to 2007 so literally we had a little bit of a spike up of a purchase power recovering. And this is, of course, after the deflationary period <laughs> following the great crash, the great financial crises here gave the purchasing power a little bit, gave the dollar a little bit more purchasing power because the economy around us was contracting. But then again, since then, because of the QEs, the tape, the tarps, and we went all the stuff that's been created, we see what's going on in regards to what we can actually purchase. So I I'd rather look at the your your ability to purchase than actually the numbers given us from the you know these government bureaus and the best way to make you know really reflect that is just look at this this is the true graphic here 19 administrations to basically ruin the dollar and this is what we're looking at right now and of course as i've always said this is the last presidency under this current monetary system and so ultimately joe joe biden is going to take this thing sub-zero already so that's kind of where we're heading so but anyway keep it moving right along so here's just some 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 mainstream headlines we've been given. The U.S. CPI rose five points in June, but don't panic about inflation. Oh, really? Okay. Everything around us has increased nominally in price, but yet don't worry. Okay, sure. And as I mentioned, for those that are just tuning in, I'm not really extremely concerned. Of course, the the majority of the things that we use and need 
on a daily basis, of course, is increasing. You know, some cents here, you know, a dollar or two here, but it pales in comparison to what it's going to look like when we get well up into this decade because we still have a lot more time, I believe, because confidence in the dollar is still high because the world needs dollars. And so as long as the world needs dollars and your average Joe out there watching has no clue as to what's going on, they're going to continue to save. They're going to continue to work. They're going to continue to do everything they were told to do and, you know, park those funds and those, uh, you know, retirement portfolios expecting, you know, compound interest to take over. Right. Okay. So you got some time people in my personal opinion, but just a couple graphs I want to share with you here of things that I think uh, is worth shining light on. So here's just a little bit more information. It says, Prices of used cars and trucks in the U.S. are up a whopping 45 percent, whopping 45 percent a year over year and explain more uh, than one third of the U.S. headline inflation number of 5.4 percent. So you just, you know, the, the the measurements and some of the things they calculate, of course, you know, it all it, it, it varies. So just, you know, the car situation and trucks. And then here's another more this is a, a global viewpoint of what the numbers are that's being given by governments and it's good to say if the u.s has this low ball figure then every other nation also has uh readjusted the way they calculate to give it give their numbers more a more favorable position for governments so that they can continue to pull off the monetary greatest monetary heist in human history which is to expand debt exponentially without any regard to the people who actually work for those that those debt units in the form of the paper units and digital units. But here, China's 1.1. We got Sweden 1.8. So U.S. is, you know, relatively high, given the fact we're the world reserve currency in comparison to these other nations. So that makes me wonder, is the U.S. really this high or are these countries in front of us really faking it? And they're they're abnormally low. But of course, Argentina is 48 percent. So for my Argentinians out there, you guys are accustomed to having extremely high inflation, so you know how to deal with that. Turkey is really high, Brazil high, Russia is a little high. So, yeah, the person who holds the most digits in paper are the losers, are the losers to this. All right, keep it moving. Here's another little interesting graph here. Of course, we can tell that something in this graph looks a little bit off here. So prior to the 1940s, we had these large gyrations in the U.S. inflation rate because they calculated every aspect of our lives, you know, food, water, clothing, shelter, you name it. Every aspect that really matters to the average person was was count was accounted here. But yet they realized they couldn't continue to pull this off, especially after unpegging gold from the dollar, because right around this time frame right here, right when the peg was moved. Look at this. You know, inflation has definitely started to take off. We had these spikes and then we got to 1980. And they basically realized that, hey, we're not going to be able to get to the Great Reset, you know, come 2020. You know, remember, don't forget the uh, the world burnt, the world currency is burning on the Economist cover from 1987. They said by 2018, they would need uh, we would have, you know, a new world currency. So I would assume that they need to make some adjustments with the way they calculated it. And of course, they did. They removed food, energy as well as shelter. The most the three most important things we actually work for and live for, for the most part. And of course, right after that, everything dropped and they it has been dropping and they could they could not find two percent according to their own measurements. It looks like up until now. And it shot past that. But Jerome Powell told us that he wants things to run hot for a little longer period of time. So according to what we were told from them. These numbers here pale in comparison to what they're going to be like moving forward because they need to average. They need to overshoot 2% for quite some time to make up. And listen, I kid you not, 
they're trying to make up for all this back, uh, all this back time of not having achieved 2%. So imagine how much higher this has to go in their own measurements before they probably will be satisfied. In the meantime, people who hold paper currencies are the losers. You know how it goes. And now one, one thing, here's, here's something worth mentioning here. So this is John Williams from Shadow Stats. And so this is his most recent update here uh, in, uh, in announcement of today's numbers given to us. So the, the yellow, I'm sorry, the yellow red, or the red rather is the official CPI. That's what we're told today. So this is that five point, you know, four percent or whatever. Let me zoom in so you guys can see it. Then I'll get ready to open up the mics and let you guys chime in. So this is what you know the CPI is today officially from what what we were told. But then according to his calculations, in measuring that long, long, you know, inflation chart I just showed you guys, this is what we would be at. And this is adjusted for was this? This is adjusted from 1990. So this is just from 1990. So it'd be a lot higher had he went back to 1980. But right now we're at about nine point something percent, nine point six percent. I think I saw here for the super comprised index. And if you look at from 1981, like I just mentioned, if you go back to 1981, which is this graph. Let me see. I just showed you that a moment ago. Nope. Where's it at? Give me one second here. And I'll stop ranting. So if you go back here and calculate the way that it was. So using the same measuring right here, John Williams does the same thing. And if you were to do that, according to him, we would be well over 10 percent, probably like maybe 12 to 13 percent inflation rate if you measure it the way that it was pre-1981. So just to let you know, people, uh, we've been lied to. You guys know that. And I think we still have time because the Fed is fighting deflation <laughs> because you know, when you live in a debt based economy and of course the world is dependent upon your debt, you get, you, want, you need more debt. And of course, as of right now, I am of the mindset that with this current expansion that they're trying to create through all this you know, infrastructure spending and all stuff like that, it's not enough. It's not enough. They need a lot more to keep this ship afloat. And hence, here's some good news here. How What better way to keep things afloat? <laughs> Uh, uh, Sanders and Biden meet as infrastructure bill swells past 3.5 trillion. So 3.5 trillion, you know, that's literally 3.5 cents. It was C-E-N-T-S, 3.5 cents in comparison to the total amount of currency they need to try to really re revitalize this thing. And of course, you can't do that because who in the world going to continue to accept that those debt units? So anyway, but that's just me. So anyway, let's, let me start ranting. Let me open the phone lines. I know there's more subjects we can touch on. And I, of course, I have another one here that I have to just share my two cents on. This is just something that I had to share. France and Greece mandate participation for health workers amid the variant surge. And of course, this is making headlines in the European region, because if you read into this story here, the health workers, all health workers in those two countries have to participate or else. And then what they've done is also is they've incentivized people to participate by basically saying you can go back to normal. You can have privilege to go out and eat and eat and meet and gather and go to events and all that stuff because you'll have to show your passport as well. So that's just something uh, that's happening in the news. But let's uh, let's get into some phone calls. Let's find out what's going on. Oops. Anyway, give me a call. Let's talk. I missed a couple calls already. So but uh, that's what's happening in the news. So to me personally, you know, of course, the financial news is important because it's good to keep a pulse on what's happening in the monetary realm because this shows based upon, you know, monetary and financial side of things. But ultimately, 
Uh, I think the biggest and greatest agenda happens to be surrounding the whole COVID situation. To me, that surpasses anything to do with currency, because in my in my personal estimation, most of that won't really matter in the future if you don't have your health or freedom to exercise your financial sovereignty. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, it's Marlite Broker from the Internet. Hey there. How you doing, my man? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Doing well. Doing, sound a little choppy here. Let me know if you something that's an error or you're making a joke or something. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What's in your mind? All right. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell whether you're playing or not. But anyway, let's keep it moving. So phone lines are open. Let's talk. I'm curious to hear what's on your mind. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hey, this is uh, Patrick Pellegrino from Denver, Colorado. How's it going? Patrick, I'm doing good, my man. What's on your mind tonight? Give me a quick thought. Thanks for calling in. I'll just give you a quick stat. So actually, the last time I think I spoke with you was December of 2020. Okay. Um, I think at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure that we it was right before uh, Bitcoin had its stride. We were at maybe $20,000 okay. um, on its way up yep. to 60K. Okay. Um, just something interesting stat I saw yesterday. Um, at the rate that we're going right now, um, equities, the total inflows of equities in 2020 alone will be bigger than the last two decades combined, um, mm. which I thought was an insane stat. And yeah. um, I, it makes me uh, beg the question where that money's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just the, the money being given out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, um, I know there's a lot of people struggling, but um, mm. There's also a lot of people saying that they're broke and they've got maybe 100k in the bank and uh, just going all in on on crypto or whatever. So no, yeah. it's just crazy to, to think about that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I just wanted to share that. Yeah, and I appreciate you calling and sharing that, my friend. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> yep, have a good one. I'll right, be Bye. good. Yeah, and that, that's interesting, man. So that's that's clear. Equity inflows all time high, like never before. Where is all those funds coming from? Of course, we know it's freshly created currency as well as reserves given to banks. So I'd imagine, you know, a lot of that happens to be from the corporations, literally like the, the zombie corporations out there. They are literally interest rates are so low. You they're, you're borrowing with the idea that you're not going to repay back because if you're a systemically important company now, the government going to come in or the Federal Reserve will come in and bail you out. So all the funds that they're receiving. And I haven't even checked to see about all those backdoor window lending facilities, if they're still going or not. But, you know, I'd imagine a lot of that is probably corporate buybacks where the executives right now is getting getting they're They're taking their cut off the top right now while they still can, in my opinion. So that's interesting because I know your average Joe is really not concerned with doubling down on their retirement accounts. Be given the fact that most people probably might be conscious of their current employment status if that because of all this health stuff they're pushing out and mandate for this and mandate for that. So, yeah, artificial as ever, man. Like, it, 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 it doesn't even make any sense, but it's where we're at right now. Let's talk. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? I'm calling about more of the properties going up. Basically, the land prices. How about you? Um, yeah, prices of everything except, except every prices of everything except gold and silver are pretty much going up or at all time high. So you see, yeah, artificial, artificial pumps going on out here. What, so what are your thoughts? What are you seeing? What do you keep an eye on? I'm seeing the same thing with silver and gold. It's like Basel three, they just got a exemption to LDMA more where they don't have to comply with 
molest basil three. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect. It's yeah. like you know molest everybody else is suppressing the price. You can see it in silver and gold. I mean it's unbelievable what's going on, but as far as uh money, it's like everybody's flowing to all these uh basically land acreage and they're just gobbling them up right now where basically nobody like me and you can get out there and actually compete with them. Yeah, and, and I would imagine that this is, I mean, it's nothing new because you know who the largest landowner in the country is, right? Outside of the government, you know who the second largest holder is, right? Gates. Exactly. So I'd imagine Gates, and I'd imagine Gates is up to something with that for sure. But think about his billionaire buddies. I'm sure they don't want to be left behind. So I'd imagine there's a lot of people out there in the billionaire club deciding to, hey, we got all well, this, we got all these funds. We got to put them to use somehow. So they either go into space like Branson or they're buying up countries and buying up islands and you might as well spend it now because it's not going to be worth much, you know, five, 10 years from now. So they, they're dumping their bags, <laughs> I guess. I oh, hear man. you there, brother. It's sick, man. But hey, <laughs> like, it is. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Yeah, it is. But hey, here's the, here's the good part. You know, you may not be able to go out and buy 100, 100 acres or buy up a whole state. But yet right now, because gold and silver price is so held down, so suppressed, you can actually own something tangible and real from the earth as well in the form of an ounce or gram or, or kilo or something like that, that gives you your stake in this whole wealth transfer as well in the future, I believe. So, of course, you're, you're aware of that, of course. But, you know, you can have your claim to uh, a little bit of a little bit of weight as well. That may not be acres, but weight at least. <laughs> well, how about uh, the men holding back? They were supposed to release the gold coins back on July 4th or something like mm-hmm. that. First or second. Yeah. And now they're holding off to the twenty seventh to actually release the gold coins. Now, uh, I, I would, I, it could be a supply issue, or literally they're just you know slowing things down. I, I wouldn't even know, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath oh, on just, on all that stuff actually being able, being ample in supply at that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be limited and scarce in nature. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like everybody's buying up the silver and gold. It's like I'm right there with you. I'm buying gold and silver. I've been on it left and right. But yeah. It's like the Mets been failing people because they cannot take and actually get the supply in to, to produce the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, I appreciate your call for sharing your thoughts. Thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, have a good one. Later. Yeah, you be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, so once again, everything else around us, for the most part, in price has gone up. But yet the money, 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 M-O-N-E-Y, M-O-N-E-Y money in the form of gold and silver, historical money, sound money has been relatively stagnant. And I'm not mad, to be honest with you. I'm not mad because ultimately it's going to boil down, as I did a video earlier, a snippet of a video, talking about the two types of people that will be left through all this. It's going to be a two-tier society, those who have tangible assets, i.e. money, and those who are stuck holding the bag and, and digits. So, yeah, stack up, my friends, if you're interested. Hello, Carl. What's name we calling from? Hey, Mike, how's it going? This is uh, Charles out of Atlanta. Charles, how you doing, my uh, man? What's in your mind? I'm good about, good about yourself, man. Doing well, doing well. Good to hear your voice. What's going on? Thank you. Uh, I was wondering if you uh, posted an article about, or you read it about China, uh, saying that all their banks didn't have to have a reserve status anymore. I mean, they didn't have to have any anything in the reserves. They could have zero reserves left. Mm. And they did that like two or three days ago. Okay. I, I don't think I saw that. But yet, give us some, shine some light on that. I'll pull up right now. No so basically, they're anticipating uh, what we're doing right now, a run on a bank at some point in time and somewhere in China because they just said, look, no banks have to have any reserves. So like their, their, their equivalent of FDIC, they pretty much said, look, we're insolvent as well, too. Mm-hmm. From what I read, though, they're not they're not even saying, look, 
we're going to back anything and the banks we're not even guaranteeing anything whatever you have is what you have what you don't have is what you don't have at this point oh okay so yeah so uh yeah so they're literally five, one year was it one year and three months later or about one month and two one year and two months later following suit after the u.s when they removed the reserves for the commercial banks here so um that's definitely not a sign of a recovery <laughs> so, no i think what it is is uh -huh. they they from what i understand the way the chinese banking structure was set up it was like a 70 30 60 40 split between the yuan mm -hmm. and the u.s dollar as a reserve currency mm -hmm. and when they dumped when they dumped the U.S. dollar, they went 100% the yuan. So that means that they're not necessarily backing any U.S. deposits, but they're still going to back yuan deposits with mm -hmm. the yuan. Okay, okay. So I pulled up. I see some here. A little visit. It says China cuts bank reserves ratio to boost small businesses. So China's central bank reduced the amount of cash most banks must hold in reserve in a bid to boost lending amid warning, uh, whining economic growth. So, yeah. Um, that's very risky, but yet it's what they're trying to do to keep things afloat. Now, I don't really buy into that boost small business stuff because, um, yeah. you know, I don't see people actually taking out more loans now because the banks don't have to have reserves. So, I mean, it might free up more capital for the banks to lend lend out, but yeah, that, that economy is too controlled for this type of thing to fly for me. So uh, it's probably signs of something a lot worse, I would assume. But that's the thing, like, we don't hear much other than what we're told, and this is all after the fact, I'm sure. Because they, they probably were doing this well before it actually got left China uh, to make the, the Western media. So they might be in much more trouble than we actually believe at this current moment. So, oh, man. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like, how could they how could they say they're boosting it for small business when every business in China is subsidized by the government anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so, Good point, man. You know, they're all backed in government-owned businesses anyway. So what small business are you trying to spur? Right, right. Good point, man. Well, hey, thanks for bringing that to our attention, my man. Okay, keep us on our toes. Yeah, be good. All right, have a good one. You too. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Appreciate the insights. Yeah, so phone lines are open. Give me a call. Let me hear what's on your mind. Uh, I see something here about just bought 40 acres. It says, Ty said, I bought 40 acres and a mule here in Colorado. Okay, so he's getting his acreage up. All right, let's get some more calls in. Let me see here. Let me... Uh, uh, let me see. I got some calls here. Let me get it. One second. Man. All right. Here we go. All right. Let me get this going. Man. All right. Oh, shoot. Okay. Give me a call. <laughs> try to take three calls at the same time is impossible. So give me a call and I'll try to get one or more. Let me get one. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? All right. Hold on one second, Paul. I got hit the wrong button. All right, Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. This is Paul from where? Eugene, Oregon. Paul from Oregon. How you doing, my man? What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I, I was wondering if you saw Kamala Harris give that speech at the uh, vaccine <laughs> mobilization event they had in Detroit. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw some highlights of it where she tried to be all hip and cool, talk about let's hit the streets. And I like you were talking about the. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, she was getting kind of biblical too, talking about how the Bible says that, um, like talking to your neighbor about getting the, the you know what is oh. uh is literally when the bible says love thy neighbor that's what they're talking about oh no i'm just thinking how they invert everything you know it's like the opposite of what they're talking about really yeah no i didn't i didn't hear that part i just caught this, i put up i put put up a little minute snippet on my on a twitter account so i just saw this but i didn't get it i you know when 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 her and biden speak i don't listen to the whole thing usually i wait for the follow through and hear people's thoughts and comments so 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. The fact that I saw that right here, she's laughing on the screen. It just it just really irked me up. So I'm sick, but yeah, yeah. she was talking about she's just talking about God and the Bible, and uh, I saw it on BitChute after I saw your show last night. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the other thing is I saw that the people are going to be going to your door. They said uh, they don't have to pay any attention to no soliciting signs or no <laughs> trespassing signs. But it's more important than that. They can just walk through those. Yeah. And uh, the only question I have for you, you can answer this when I get off. Is, yeah. It, what your thoughts on the book of Enoch, if you have any? Uh, the book of Enoch. I personally have not dived into it, so I could not share my two cents on it. What are your thoughts okay. on it? Give me. I mean, I'm familiar with uh, it, but I haven't dived into it. Uh, you know, I listened to this band Midnight like half my life. It was my favorite band in Akabeka, mm-hmm. and he he dug into the book of Enoch a lot. That's mm-hmm. where he came up with Akabeka, and it's a uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a long long story. Nothing I can get into right yeah. now because. I'll take your whole podcast. So I'm going to get off. And uh, <laughs> if you want to dig into yourself, uh, you know, I'll call you back sometime. For sure. I, good I, talk I, to you. I, God I bless you. Man. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Yep. Bye. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. And so here's something I, as, as uh, he was talking, I want to pull up because it's from his home state. And so I saw this earlier and I shared it on the, on the social media sphere, but it says Oregon may use national door to door you see national guard for door to door questions you guys see what this says questions so imagine the national guard coming to your door and military fatigue having a military style truck or car in front of your house and knocking on your door how would you feel about that that's just that's kind of spooky there people hello carlos name we call him from mike tell me from oakland how you doing brother Doing good my friend what's in your mind tonight Long time no speak, man. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good with you? How's things in Cali, man? Oh, shoot. They they talking about, but I don't know if they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, they we we did enough for them already mm-hmm. <laughs> about the jab and everything. We 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 up to seventy percent now, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think they're gonna let us go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I asked you about Detroit. But it, uh, that, that last caller had a good point, man. You need to look into the book of Enoch. They took that out of the Bible. Yeah. You have to ask yourself the reason why. Yeah. I, I, uh, I imagine there's probably a couple more books they took out as well. So it's just not that book, I assume. <laughs> four books out. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and it's good to look that one up, though. It, 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 he's on point with that. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's do the inflation thing, man. Mm-hmm. I think people really need to understand what the in, inflation really is mm-hmm. because it's it, sure you see the price of of things going up in the grocery store, some things, mm-hmm. but inflation's not that. Inflation is all goods across the board mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. That's yeah. inflation. One of two things, we can nitpick that. Yeah. You know, my, my juice isn't going up. I can still get orange juice. My eggs aren't going up. Is that right. inflation? Right. It's not. Right. So we, we need to, we need to, the, the, everybody screaming at John Williams, but what was it before John Williams inflation? It was some other mechanism, some other uh, number, mm-hmm. some other thing that they use in order to get us. Yeah. We got to stop following the okie doke. And that's what we're doing. We're just following, picking up the breadcrumbs <laughs> while, while eating doo-doo on a stick. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're feeding. Man, yeah. we got to stop that. And we as a community on your your channel need to understand. Yeah. And if somebody brings up a point and you don't agree with that point, go research it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to understand what a person is talking about if you research it for yourself. But if you regurgitate what the next man is saying, mm-hmm. the next uh, CNBC, the next if Peter Schiff, Greg Marino, then you aren't <laughs> doing the you aren't doing the work. You just you're passing on what they're passing on. And, and like I said, it's on a stick. Right. Hey, I, I can get down with that, man. That's a, what, that's a very graphic way of putting it. <laughs> right. 
right. And and I and I'm you know I'm on the deflationary camp, and I've been always been yeah. on the deflationary camp, and now some people are starting to come around. Yeah. And I, I look at myself like um, like like someone that that's out there to help the people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, everything I say may be crazy. Yeah. But if you look into it, then you'll see that there may be a different side of it that I'm not used to, not used to seeing. And you, you, everybody needs to look at that opposite side, no matter what it is. Yeah. You may say something I, that I don't agree with, right. but I'm going to look into it and say, well, Mike was right about that. Right, right. Understandable. So Understandable. Everybody's- Everybody needs to do that. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. That's the thing. Like, so the goal with this particular platform is to bring topics to the table, share my opinion, which I'm more than capable of being wrong. But then again, that's why I depend upon others in the community to share their opinions. And with that, you got your opinion, my opinion from that, formulate your own, and then we run with that. But so that, that's kind of well, how I get down. So I appreciate you for adding your two cents because it's very valuable to the channel, my man. Thank you for doing that. I, I that i give you that but opinion is only just that yeah if opinions right. don't come with facts Correct. then it's just an opinion that people are taking down the road and and mm-hmm. and it gets people all twisted and confused and yeah. that's how they get right. so you know it's that's all right true. to have an opinion yeah. but it, to be a strong opinion and then to, to fight over and stand on it for principle yeah. without any research yeah that's not fair to, to fair to the people on your channel or fair to the people that that comes with the research very true very true very true all right brother all right man appreciate the caller uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So one of the you know takeaways from that is, you know, there's whew, and that's why I personally I like to be open minded and definitely try to dive down different avenues towards a subject matter. I just don't stick with people who I agree with. I go and listen to and learn from and read books to contradict anything I think I might know to challenge it so that I can hopefully formulate an opinion that I can stand on and argue with or whatever. And so in regards to this whole monetary situation here, we all know that something's going on. And at the end of the day, the Federal Reserve note will not be the preferred medium of exchange for people to live with, save with. So and we all know the importance of gold and silver and anything on top of that. So let me see. Okay, the phone is acting up on me. All right. Give me a call. Let's talk. Phone lines are open. Curious to hear what you're talking about. Let me get this going. All right. Here we go. All right. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Hey, Mike, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I, I take it you're doing the, the, the auto-tune voice or something like that? <laughs> oh, no. Is it, doing the, is it doing the robot voice? Okay. What's on your mind? I just wanted to read something from Scripture for you and for the family. Um, It might be. So it might because this, this particular tone of voice is hard, it's hard for me to hear it here. So I imagine the audience is not going to be able to hear it. So. How about you just shoot the shoot the scripture in the chat and I'll pull it up and I'll read it. Okay. Appreciate thanks. you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, I, I, I assume it's not a joke, but yet, you know, it's hard to hear on my end. Hello, Carlos. Where we call it from? Hola, Mike. It's Barlight Broker from the Internet. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Hey, it's OVP, Mike. What's up? What's I up? I know. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, hey, man? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, what's going on with Oak County, man? Deflation. Where? <laughs> Beepers? We talking, we talking car phones? Where's the deflation? Uh, so watch this. I'm not even about to go down a rabbit hole or try to validate. So, that, And that's the thing. It, depending on which angle you're looking at things from a micro and a macro standpoint, you'll be able to pull out a little bit of something of everything. So, you know, TB, you know, he, 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 he made his case for overall deflation. And I think a lot of us, most of us focus on the inflation aspect of things as far as the prices of goods and services that we're being told, as he mentioned. So 
those are out there. But look, yeah, but go ahead. Look, Mike, mm -hmm. the inflation's already been done. The money, the M2 money supply has skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. Where have all those trillions and trillions of dollars that they just printed? Mm -hmm. How could that be deflationary? The stock yeah. market is skyrocketing. The prices of everything is skyrocketing. Homes are skyrocketing. Every time a house is sold, Mike, it's bought on credit. Mm -hmm. That's more money creation. Yeah. Barla, Oak County, where is the deflation? <laughs> I don't see it anywhere, Mike. Hey, I'll, I'll let you and T handle that in the Discord page. How about that? Y'all can have it out afterwards. I'll let y'all guys have it out afterwards. I'm just going to keep but moving he, forward. He's not saying, he's just saying, but where? I'll, hey, I'm willing to listen. You know, I'm willing to listen, but no examples, Mike. I, I still love him, though. <laughs> hey, man, it's good to hear your voice, man. So, so TB, after this Discord, that's where it's going down. I need you, TB, TB, give give uh, some examples to low blood pressure and vice versa and i'll i'll well, chime what, in i'll media I'll, I'll be the mediator in, in, the, in the discussion so uh, all right all, <laughs> all, all right, right mike appreciate you man calling in all right bye yeah. <laughs> oh man good stuff uh tony b said we can chat <laughs> yeah take it to the discord page <laughs> all right man let's keep moving man give me a call let's talk i want to hear from you guys what else is out there and so, so as I was mentioning earlier, for those just chiming in, um, you know, there's a, there's six or seven different subject matters. And so I'm sure you can come up with several off, off the top of your head. And of course, it's ones we're being told that we focus on the most because we've been bombarded with that information. And to me personally, you know, of course, inflation is OK. It's important. The purchasing power just been obliviated. OK, sure. But, you know, this is something like so like this type of stuff here to me, has me thinking more than inflation, really. So here's an article here, France and Greek mandates for health workers amid this whole surge. And so I'm looking at what's happening in other countries around me and how they are, they've lost their freedoms. We still have a little bit of freedom here. It's not much. We don't have many choices. Well, we still are able to choose a, a little bit here and there. But this to me is a very important subject matter because at the end of the day, you can have all the wealth you want, but if you don't participate, then you won't have the choice to be able to do certain things that you want to do, which will make life very challenging. So that's what I'm more interested in than anything else, because, of course, there's going to come hard times like, you know, it's nothing new. But it's going to be severe because it's a transition in general. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Yeah, it's Felix again. Can you hear me? Yes, Felix. How you doing, my man? I can't. I'm doing great. Yeah, it's something that uh, I got prompted from your your kind of uh, the last rant you did last night, and uh -huh. I I was so impressed by where you were going with it. So, mm -hmm. if anyone's listening from last night, this will be kind of a throughput, and it's kind of relevant. Okay, give it to and us. Basically, it's it's just basically Jesus talked about in a parable about our need to pray at all times mm -hmm. and to never lose heart. Yeah. So it's a word of encouragement for all of us, including me. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Luke 18, okay. starting from 2. In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected men. Mm -hmm. There was also a widow in that town who kept appealing to him to give justice against my adversary. Yeah. For a while, he refused. But later, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect men, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice. Mm -hmm. Then she will stop wearing me out with her perpetual requests. Yeah. 
And the, and the Lord said, listen to the words of the unjust judge. Will not God, our Father, bring about justice for he, our children, and the elect, mm-hmm. who cry out to him day and night? Will he continue to defer their help? I tell you, he will promptly carry out justice on their behalf. Yeah. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith <laughs> on earth? Mm, yeah. And I'm going to say it. If we're not going to pray, he's not going to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have to we have to commit to pray. And I love the fact you're closing in prayer. And I just want to stand with you and say I'm praying every day at the same time, even if I'm not online with you. Yeah. And I, I would reach out and ask all of the families to do that same commitment for those that are saved that trust in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's real talk, man. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And that last little that last line there, you know, shall he even find faith on earth? And when I just, you know, connecting that back a little bit. So I'm thinking like, how bad will it be at that time frame to where the question will be, will there even be faith left on the earth? So that right there led me to believe that, you know, a times are going to be extremely difficult and challenging to where a majority of the people will probably lose faith. Or if depending on the time frame, it might be the unborn or the babies now as they're adults to where they had they don't have Bible access. They don't have any any form of getting the word to actually have faith because that's how you actually have faith and through hearing the word of God. So that right there always made me wonder like, man, how bad could it get to where the, he questions, will he even find it when he comes? You know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's big time there, man. But he's also saying, Hey, if we commit to mm-hmm. that, he's faithful. Yeah. So we can overcome that. Yeah. We have the authority to do that. Yeah. Hey, I agree. Man. We just don't do it. Yeah. That's we, all. Right. Right. We've been very complacent and we've been lulled to sleep in this current paradigm. We've we, we've been we've taken on because we've been blessed and we've taken for granted a lot of things like we've this nation is still the most prosperous nation, even with all our faults. But yet people have become so headstrong and so focused on their own dreams and aspirations outside of what the Great Commission is in regards to uh, being concerned with your neighbors and loving your neighbors and helping your neighbors. Okay, so you're preaching now, okay? Now you're (laughs) preaching. I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to drop the phone, okay? Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't Jesus walk along and find a rich, young ruler that came running up to him? Yeah. (laughs) What did he say? He asked him, how may I inherit eternal life? And, And what did Jesus say? He said he gave him he gave him some things that he said he already does faithfully. Then he told him to sell everything he had and give it to the poor and come follow me. And he weep, he went away weeping because he had great possessions, the Bible says. And then what did the disciples say? How difficult will it be for people, for the rich to <laughs> enter, the, enter, the, enter, the, enter the kingdom of God? And then Jesus gave him another parable. Uh, talking about how yeah, I'm going to give you a, uh, I'm going to give you a correction. Actually, what they said was uh-huh. how then what's our chance for us? Then? Mm. Correct. 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 Very true. And Jesus said, and here's what he said. He also, in Luke, he said something different, but he said, what is impossible with man is possible with mm. God. And that's it. Our <laughs> God is the God of impossible. Yeah. He yeah. is. He is. Yeah. He is the Jehovah and he's the healer. He's the one that can do the impossible thing. We have to ask, though. Yeah. Hey, hey man, I love what you're doing. I love your heart. Have a good one, man. Hey, appreciate your calling, man. Thanks for uh, keeping me on my toes with that one. Thank you. Good stuff, man. 
he oh man 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 that is a good one right here and i'm gonna pull that up right uh let me pull that up here i like that i like i like he was going with that let me find let me find that one uh let me see here so that right there that's gonna be a good one to pull back on right there because i want to let me see here here we go so here is uh so here's that parable that he was referring to here and this is luke 18 and how hardly shall they that have riches enter the kingdom of God for it is easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Things that are impossible with men are possible with God, man, man, man. And we need God now than ever. And so here's a question I want to ask my fellow believers out there as we get ready to wind down, because I noticed a lot of people uh, reference the, the books that were removed from the current 66 books that we have in the Bible. And I personally, I actually, I think I have one. I have a, I forgot whatever the, those books are called. I have, I have a book with those in them, but I never dive into it to where I have to, I have to find it. But anyway, my point is for my, for my people who have actually dived into those extra books, three, four, how many ever it is in those books, how much more revelation do you think you've received about salvation, about the work of Jesus Christ and about your individual calling from Jesus himself? Those three questions. I'm curious. Because I would imagine, and I, I haven't know, but I, I kind of got that feel because people usually reference it saying that, you know, it's worth reading those books as well because you get a, you, you, you get a, a di not a different perspective, but you get more insight as to what's going on during those times. But then my question is, after reading those books, does it charge you up to win souls? Does it charge you up to preach the gospel more? And does it fire you up? to be more of a asset for the kingdom of God, or do those extra books end up leading you to question, you know, just, you know, the doctrine in general, like, you know, from reading those three or four books, do you then go back to the other 66 and say, well, those stories aren't accurate or those stories are not the most polished or, or what I'm curious. Cause I honestly, I honestly don't know. And that's why personally, I, I look at it as being, good information worth having it probably will give me a little bit more of historical context as to the events that transpired back in that era but if it doesn't add to my faith as far as charging me up and if it doesn't uh, you know allow me to be a better witness to other individuals by sharing my testimony my story then i'm not sure if it's, it's it was never something i wanted to dive into that's just me and that's why i always question you know having too much revelation or too much knowledge can be dangerous because it can alter it can alter your perception of you know of of the kingdom of god message and so i like to personally i feel and i'm in a, i could be 100 wrong but that's just me and my upbringing you know since so i'm always open but it's one thing to be too knowledgeable on things that is not relevant to you and that's where i, I kind of never really dived into those books myself but anyway i could be wrong 100 so uh, let's keep it moving. Rethinking out and the winning of the souls is church doctrine, Mike. Salvation is individual. Does that mean you can't help people? No, but have good. But what? Uh, no, but what good is it to help people who don't want your help? Um, which worker? Okay, so it says winning the souls in church is is winning of souls is church doctrine. 
Um, so, okay, so based upon how that's worded, that uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, so church, so just the words church doctrine. So here's the thing. And that's and to me that so just that statement there reminds me more of a new age, this modern day religion that we have where we actually consider church the actual building we go to and the people inside the building type church. But yet what comes to my mind is, you know, the ecclesia, which is the church, which is the body. If you I can go down a long rabbit hole, but the church itself I am a part of the church. I am the church. I am the body. If you're a believer, you're the body. Why? You know, I, I think it's only natural. The, the words come from the head. The head is Christ. Those are his words that we are instructed to live by for multiple purposes. But yet it's most beneficial for us because it lays the parameters for the promise of God, which is eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ, as well as our promises as believers here and now on this earth. And I'm of the mindset, and, and this is where I, I'm growing in my faith, is that I, I believe that we don't have to die to experience heaven on earth. I believe that, you know, by living in accordance to the word and in right standing and fellowship with the creator, we have access to live a very blessed life now because of the blessing. And so. Uh, when I mentioned, you know, about, about, you know, sharing with others and, you know, being good and just do, doing stuff for other people, I do it out of love. Like the fact that I believe that being a part of the body is the best position to be in because from that comes its promises and benefits. But out of sheer love for my fellow man, I want to do my best to help them experience the same level of <sighs> fulfillment slash position that I have in Christ as well. So that only comes through knowing the word, knowing your your calling, which is a part of adding to the body. That's the whole point of winning souls is adding to the body of Christ so that it can be completely built up in perfect unison as, you know, the, the entity that will live forever with this creator. You know, that's a long winded answer, but I don't know if I answered it or not, but that's just what comes to my mind. Um, it says you can download the book of Enoch and it's very interesting. So JBW. So just out of curiosity, as far as the, the the contents of the book of Enoch, I'm curious from a historical standpoint. You know, is it a is it a a, a, a different spin on the life of Jesus himself or what? I, I don't know, so I'm curious, and I'm open to uh, you know learning more. John fifteen sixteen says he has you have chosen. Where we go? You have chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father, he will give it to you. So yeah, producing fruit, that is, that, that's a bring forth fruit. To me, that's what this is all about. All right, uh, why did Christ state not to give pearls to swines? Winning souls was a doctrine created to expose people to the enemy. How do you know whose soul you save when it, when it is in God who saves? It's none of my which workers. That's a great point. It's none of my business. That's between God and his creation. My only role in it is just literally being a um, a, a doorway. I'm just literally the I'm just I'm the conversation starter. That's all. I'm just the network. I'm the plug. That's it. That's all it is to me. Like and I, this is where when I was younger and I'm way off topic, but when I was younger, I was very zealous for my faith. You know, I, everybody I came across somehow, some way I was looking on, how can I share my, 
experiences and my relationship with the Lord. And so I realized after a long time, it was becoming a little bit overbearing to people to where people look at me like, you know, hey, they go, Mike, I don't know if I want to be near him. And I realized that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably doing a little bit too much because I took things personal when people confronted me or I or people tried to clap back at me with their particular beliefs. And I used to take it personal. And I used to look, get the book and say this. And this is what God said. And I'm like, you know, now nah, I realize, you know, this is 10, 15 years later. I realized it ain't none of my business. I'm just doing what I feel led to do in my spirit and let the Lord do the work. You know, say so. So and that's where it's like that's the relief that I receive once I matured. I'm realizing that I'm only told to just lay the seeds, which is the word and my story. My the faith, the, the testimony of my story is the seed. It's for the Lord to water it. It's for him to produce some fruit from that. I'm just trying to be the, the plug. That's all. I just want people to have a chance to be open towards receiving the Lord. Other than that. And I don't mean to sound cruel in this, but I, you know, I can't harp, you know, that's and a good analogy is when Jesus went to, you know, when Jesus sent the disciples to uh, out to, to, to preach the kingdom of God, he says, take nothing with you when you go in that city, uh, you know, preach, you know, you know, spread peace. And if it comes up and if it, if it lands on the house, cool, if it doesn't, you know, leave that city, shake the dust off your feet, keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like you did what you were supposed to do. Keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? I, it's not me. It's not for me to harp on one or two individuals in, in particular. It's just, you know, sow the seeds, let the Lord make it grow and keep moving. Anyway, I'm moving. I'm rambling too much. <laughs> All right. So here's another Revelations here. Okay. We, we throwing out Bible verses tonight. Revelation 13 10 says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. All right. Royalty Prince, I appreciate that. Give us a little context into that as to how you want us to relate that uh, that message there. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Yeah. And of course, I think and just first top off top of my head, that particular scripture there is probably referring to the remnant or the remaining uh, of the 144 saints, possibly. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but. That it could be referring to those that in particular batch of the anointed that the Lord will have uh, go through the tribulation period. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this. It says not of the same religion as Mike and majority of people here, but when a man of any faith fight for truth, right, go on preach, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, appreciate that. So that's you know that's where it's like. Um, I personally, I don't claim to be right. I'm just sharing with you what has had the most impact in my life to where I have proof on my side based upon the events that have unfolded and what I've been led through and brought through and all the things that I've overcome. It wasn't just sheerly luck, in my opinion. It had a little substance behind it. Who wrote the book of Revelation? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say John. If I'm not mistaken, I'll talk my hair. John wrote it. And of course, all and I forgot the actual verse, but it says all all scripture is written by man ultimately under or within the within the influence of the Holy Spirit himself. So it's literally like saying in, in a sense that the man who penned the Bible was under the influence at the time he it, it got put on pen and paper. And then here's another thing. This is way off topic, but just think about the doctrine, whether it's been edited, removed, added, flipped, skipped, whatever. 
to have remained relatively intact or intact enough to give us all that we need for our souls to be saved is remarkable. It's a remarkable document. And I look at it from many different standpoints. It's more it's a self-help book. It's a religious book. It's a legal documentation between a government and its citizens. Uh, what else? It's a, it's a health manual. You know, your health comes through that. It gives you all the practical things you need for a good health. And uh, also, it's a great prosperity book for those that want to be blessed. Uh, you know, there's several scriptures in there that tells you how to go about being blessed. So it, it serves many purposes, many purposes. Um, Mama Bear said, after you pray to us, I feel a peace of love. I just want to thank you again and again. Amen. Mama Bear, appreciate you. And the goal is, you know, to, 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 to get in agreement, you know, to connect with other people who want to connect and draw close to the Lord. That's what this is all about at this time and at time of even. Didn't Paul say, though, Jesus didn't say that Paul did? Todd, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, we got Deuteronomy 7, 6. And for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Good point. And that was in reference to a particular people that uh, would later be called the Israelites. And, of course, through their disobedience, grace was extended to all men and women, i.e. the Gentiles. So I'm grateful for their disobedience because that's how I personally was brought into the family myself. I don't know about you. But anyway, I can go on and on and on. Uh, no read mine, Second Corinthians. No read mine, Second Corinthians 12, 16. All right, TB, let me put this up. And then I'm going to get ready to dial back. Second Corinthians 2, 16. And so here's so I could throw I could throw out something else that I'm sure would draw a different response from a lot of people. <laughs> but I'll save that for a different day. Uh, here's Second Corinthians two sixteen. It said we'll start at fifteen four. We are unto God a sweet savior of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish to the one to the one. We are the savior of death unto death and to the other, the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many with which corrupt the word of God, but as a sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God speak, we in Christ. <laughs> I have to read more of that tone to actually get a great, get a better understanding of that in context, because just reading that offhand, I ain't gonna lie, I stumbled through that one. And definitely I've read it before, but I didn't quite get the revelation uh, from that that you're trying to share right now. So please enlighten us, shine some light on that one. Uh, Joshua says, the Bible also says, there is also now then no Jew nor Greek to those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, Joshua, good point. Good point. Good point. We are all new creatures. Ain't that something? That is something. Mike is a black Israelite. Frank, I can, I can, I can take that. And that's where, like, you know, Frank, I, I've never... I've never, you know, distinguished myself in in context through any particular ethnicity or ethnic group or race. And this is just me recently. What I've been tripping on is I've, you know, I'm, 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 
I'm, I would say fed up or I'm frustrated with this whole racial movement now of that's supported by big tech companies and the government. Now we got everybody, every politician now apologizing, you know, to, to, to black people, to African-Americans saying, we're sorry, we're sorry. And critical race theory, you know, trying to, you know, re rewrite history and put a spin on it. And, you know, and all this, you know, the, the black dollar, we got people coming out saying, you know, support black businesses and black, 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 black. And my thought is race, race is irrelevant during a reset because it's being used as a gimmick to coddle and to show a, a false sense of support to an individual race, the black race african race whatever if i don't i don't even use those words no more i don't consider myself i don't use those words in my term i say i'm melanated because i feel more comfortable just mentioned i have a little bit more pigmentation in my skin than the average person probably but you know everybody i know has a little bit of melanin in them if not you're albino and if you're albino then you're literally probably white but if you're caucasian you still have some melanin in your skin so and i think that would be a more more correct term to consider ourselves as opposed to white black yellow green blue because ultimately it's us versus them them meaning the orchestrator of this entire experience that's under the influence of the principalities and powers is trying to literally kill steal and destroy <laughs> that's what it's about it's it's the power of darkness versus the power of light right now it's none of this black white stuff that's that's garbage that stuff is dead we're in the midst of a reset now it's it's literally every man they're trying to make it you know the vax versus the unvax no it's evil versus good to me that's what it was so anyway i'm ramming too long i can go on and on <laughs> forgive me <laughs> i get carried away uh <laughs> somebody says king james slept with his mother <laughs> only truth if that is true which it probably is and i'm believing it probably is I'm, i've heard stories like that then that's between him and his mother and god i ain't got that has nothing to do with me and that's the thing where i, I don't go too deep down looking at people's sins and looking at people's faults because i got my own i just look at the those the context that i book and what it's done for my life and it's 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 altered my life in more in a more favorable path than had i not come across that information because i was a heathen boy let me tell you i was a true sinner i was good at it <laughs> you know deliberately like you know i, I can be honest I, I i'm not perfect i you know said so you know i was i was very good living a sinner's lifestyle but then the blood of christ came in and washed my sins away boy so i don't no longer think the way i used to think and i definitely don't act the way i used to act so i'm assuming a lot of my other believers have the same testimony <laughs> and so uh anyway that's all she wrote let's let's get ready to lift up the lift up the king tonight man i appreciate everybody for taking time to join in and you know i you know, this is this 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 is something different. Uh, what I'm on, what I'm on, I'm gonna ask my believers out there. This is completely different. I don't know anybody that does this or will even mention to do this, but yet in Sunday, as I mentioned from last night, rant, I got a word, and it was all surrounding the power we currently possess now, and how most of us have not even tapped into it. So, regardless of whatever book you're reading it from, whatever, if you're born again. As far as having said that Jesus Christ is your Lord, you've been endowed with power from the presence of his spirit on your life inside of you. You are no new creature. And so one thing came to my mind. I'm going to try this tonight just for, because it, I, I feel like I don't know if I was led or for whatever. But if I don't do it, I might have, it's going to sit on me hard. 
But one thing I wanted to just throw out there, and if you and if you feel me, you feel me. If not, you're not. But this is just something that came to my mind in the midst of you know a good word the other day in church. But yet I believe if done in faith, power is present in it. And so right now we're watching each other virtually. And the power of God is greater than your actual geographical location is greater than your circumstances is greater than anything we can ever, ever fathom or imagine. There's power in numbers. There's power in the ability to act on your faith. And I'm thinking like I'm up here sharing my faith with strangers, people I don't know. And I don't know. There's 177 people tuned in right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't probably don't know any of you guys like, you know, one on one, which I'm sure I might know somebody out there. But I'm thinking like if you're here by now, you're still you're, you're still interested in the subject matter or the community. And so more than likely, you're a believer. But we have power people that we have not really t- tapped into. So I want to get in unison with everybody tonight that God will stir up that that stir up that anointing in all of our lives that we can by faith be able to do some things that we're called to do. Like we're supposed to be healing the sick and and, you know. And, and God said, you'll do greater works than him, you know, by being endowed with that power. So, he, you know, he taught raising the dead. Like, you know, how many people out there raised the dead? Like, I have not. But I'm I'm curious. I want to test that type of power. That's just me. I'm just curious like that. But anyway, long story short, what I want to do tonight is something different. I want all my believers, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, unite with me in this act of faith and requesting from the Lord directly that he show up big in each and every one of our lives. Give us clarity on what and how we're supposed to do in this season when it comes to everything we're up against, everything that's in front of us, because the enemy is active. His script is written, but our script is already written before that. And we got more power because of who we are and whose we are. We are the son and daughter of a king. Think about this, the creator, creator of everything we see. If you can pinpoint it as being Jehovah, Adonai, the Lord, Abba, then we are endowed with some power. And I want to tap into that tonight if possible. So what I want to do for my believers, if you're interested, I'm about to do it myself. Simply, if you are watching me on a computer or a laptop or whatever, reach out in faith and just touch your screen. Touch your screen and let's connect. Let's connect and just literally like this is probably the closest that we can probably come but yet we're doing it in faith, trusting that the Lord will show up and do great things because you are extending your hands in faith towards the screen. So I got my hand right now on my computer monitor. And once again, other than just feeling led to do this and mention this the other day, I want to try it tonight and put God to the test and just let's just see if he shows up strong and mighty like he always does. So for all my believers out there, if you're touching your screen right now, you're in agreement with me because you're listening to the sounds of my voice and we're going before the Lord requesting a supernatural experience right now, somehow, some way in our lives for his benefit first. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening, Lord, to talk about Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for your power that's at work in our bodies, in our minds, in our lives right now. Father, we ask that you give us anointed revelation and wisdom on what, how, and when you want us to do what we were called to do. You're, we, we, we all have come together here Lord, in agreement, Lord. My hand is on the screen, Father, because you put that in my heart the other day, and I want to be, be obedient to that. Lord, we ask that you would give people a jolt in their spirit, Father. May they be charged like never before to share their story tomorrow, share their testimony tomorrow, to reach out to a family member and tell them how much Jesus loves them, and just be a blessing to others, Father. Let us walk in love amongst all this evil, Father. Help us to do the complete opposite 
of what this world would have us to believe is right because it contradicts what you, what and how your kingdom operates father i thank you for the night lord i thank you for the opportunity to share my faith with the world lord and i ask that you allow others to do the same and that your power manifest in this season and allow miracles supernatural events to occur that we can all share with others and give our testimony we ask it all in the name of jesus christ amen all right people man that's all she wrote that is all she wrote and um yeah lord show up do your thing man we need you but anyway people that's all she wrote for tonight be blessed be safe and i will see you guys tomorrow lord willing peace